what is up, everybody, and welcome back, man. So glad you took time to stop by the cafe once again. Man, we've got the doors wide open. It's fall weather outside, so you can sit inside and sit outside. We don't care. Whatever you want to do. But pull up a chair and hang out with us for our next uh, action-packed episode of the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm hanging out again with a bunch of cool guys here. I've got my cohort over here, Mr. Ryan Copenhaver. Ryan, you feeling good, brother? I am feeling awesome. Good day? Thank you. Yes, sir. Ready to talk awesome some music? Day. I always am ready to talk some <laughs> music. Man, we are really blessed to have some cool guests. I always have cool guests, man. Tonight, we got Tim, we got Paul, we got Kevin. They're from the band Amulet. And guys, how's it going for you? Are you feeling good tonight? Good? Good. Oh, yeah. Feeling great. Feeling oh, great. man. So glad to have you guys here. Thank you so much for sharing. And we're looking to find out all about what's going on with your band. I know there's been a lot of changes, change of personnel, change of names. So we're going to get to all that stuff. And you guys got to fill us in on what's going on in the rock world out there for sure. Absolutely. In the meantime, we're going to get to that menu, um, talk about what's going on all around the area here. And, man, it's it's loaded, man. It is really loaded. This is kind of cool. We always start at Tally Ho Theater over in Leesburg tomorrow night. And, Ryan, I thought about you on this one. Uh, tomorrow night's Jeff Tate's Big Rock Show Hits. You guys remember him, right? Oh, Jeff wow. Tate from Queens, Queens right? Yeah. yeah, man. I bet that's good. He's still got a hell of a voice. So, Kevin, I mean, were you ever were you a Queensryche fan? Absolutely. Okay. Silently sitting. Yeah. Definitely my favorite song. Oh, Very my gosh. Oper- Operation Mindcrime, man. It's really great stuff. But, anyway, he's going to be there tomorrow night. On Friday night, it's going to be Ritz and Jerry Robinson. Now, that's more of a, a, a rap show. Uh, it's more of a hip-hop kind of thing. Uh, Ritz, I think, is from Pennsylvania, so he's he's fairly local to the area. But the, it should be a good show for that. And then on the 23rd, none other than Lita Ford, man. Wow. Mm. She, yeah, she's still out there getting it done. One of the original Runaways, and she's going to be there on Saturday night. The opening band for that is going to be Streetlight Circus, so it should be a lot of fun. Hollywood Casino has got a comedy, pardon me, comedy weekend all weekend. Uh, Friday night is Jay Farrow, and Saturday is Dana Carvey. Uh, you guys remember Dana Carvey, I'm sure, from Wayne's World and that kind of thing. So, you know, a little bit of a music tie there. Uh, but anyway, that comedy this weekend, and then next weekend, on the 29th, I've been having a lot of people reach out to me about this. Wheeler Walker Jr. is going to be there. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys remember, Paul, you're looking at me with, oh, you don't yeah. know that one? Oh, you'd love yeah, okay. it. Oh, oh you'd, you'd love it. Trust me, play some Wheeler Walker <laughs> for him, Tim, on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit on my phone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, it's a... He's the David Allen Coe of the of the twenty twenties. What I, I guess put it something like that. Well, you had me till party time. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I was done. <laughs> yeah, I saw you engage there for a second. That was kind of cool. Uh, moving over to Bear Chase Brewery on the mountain on the twenty second Friday night is Dave Miniberg, and on Saturday they've got Carrie Wimbish for the early act, and then Tommy and Kim are going to be there for the afternoon. Box Office Brewery down in uh, Strasburg Friday night or. Friends Lawrence and Mark from the band Shag are going to be there, so definitely check them out. And then on the Saturday night, they're going to have Robbie Lyman, good friend of the show as well. So make sure you get down to Box Office Brewery if you're in that area. Yeah, Robbie's a good shag. Oh yeah, he always so is. Such shag, a great guy. Shag's real good. Yes, yeah, these guys. We I think the last time I was at Box Office, they were there. Yeah, a lot of fun. And Rob too, man. Love yeah, him. Rob and Paul Machado. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're working hard on getting good Paul on this show. Are they really? Yeah. Maybe you can help me out, brother. I've had Robbie on, but I haven't had the rest of the band, so I got to do that. Uh, up in scenic Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Ryan, I don't think you've made it here yet, so i got to get you up well, there. These guys were almost there tonight. The Troubadour Lounge and Park. <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys know that we'll, place. We'll be there. Yes, yeah, so I heard that's coming up. That's cool. Uh, on the 30th, they didn't have anything listed for this weekend, so I'm assuming they'll have something, but it didn't wasn't up on Facebook or on their website or anything. Uh, but on uh, the 30th, which is next Saturday night, is Ridge Fest. Are you guys part of that? 
It's five bands all day long, 10, 10 hours of music they're saying. Um, and it's an annual thing they do up there. Should be a lot of fun. It's I think it's their last sort of outdoor, you know, thing before it gets too cold. Maybe so next cool. year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Next there you go. Piccadilly Public House. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys about this too. Friday night they have side men. Are you guys familiar with that at all, Tim? Yeah, Me either. Like I try to find out about all these people, but I didn't know that one. Did you either, Ryan? I haven't heard Me of either. I've well, seen it on Facebook. Some of the things that. <clears throat> Hits me up to like or follow. right, yeah. I've seen Sidemen. You recognize them? Or I haven't. Paul? No, yeah, I haven't heard any of stuff or anything. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm sure they're fine, and it'll be a lot of fun to go see a Piccadilly. Uh, and then on Saturday night, another friend of the show, Daryl Marini, will be there. Daryl's hung out for us before. Uh, Bright Box Theater has a couple of things going on over the weekend. Friday night, they have a '90s dance party with DJ Offy, Mike Optoff, who's been on the show with us. Uh, he's going to be playing '90s hits on Friday night, and then on Saturday. Is Brennan Edwards and the Money Blues Band? They're going to be there. Brennan's always playing somewhere, and uh, he has a big following right now too. Uh, Paladin in Stephen City on Friday night has Tim Centron, and on the twenty third Saturday night is Emily Fisher. P two and Clearbook has Kramer and Ivy on Friday night. Another another group I'm trying to get. Shane Gamble is going to be there on Saturday. West Oaks Farm Market winding out the rest of our menu here on Friday night. Have Lesson Zero, the opening act. For Cashmere, you guys know Cashmere. Yeah, yeah. I used to you play with Dave and Tina. Back Did you really? Day. Okay, yeah. Rocking Horse by any chance? Do you no, know? it was, um, I think the name of the group was Timepiece. Timepiece, okay. All right, yeah, gotcha. It was about 20, 25 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're so young. What, were you 10 then? Right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, but that should be a good show with them. Uh, on Saturday is Kellen Little. Kellen's a friend of the show, a good friend of mine, too. Kellen, man, it's unbelievable. He's like 14 years old, and he's just crushing it. Um and then Zach Townsend's going to be there on Sunday and another friend of the show as well. So you'll notice, everybody, that I left the monument off. We got word this week that the monument is closing. Uh, there's been some you know, different reasons as to why, but that's not all that important. The sad thing about it is it was a really good venue that we're not going to have at least for a while. Did you guys, you know, I mean, did you all ever play there? I was, I was working on getting no, us in I, there. No. I've never even set foot in the place. Have I, you not? I was hoping to. But. Yeah. You know, have you been there, Ryan? I have not. You didn't go there? I thought you'd been there. Well, anyway, you know, the monument was really cool. It was one of those places where, you know, I think somebody did put a lot of money in it and they really wanted to do good shows, which they did. They brought in, you know, even national acts. Um, they had, you know, it was a good atmosphere. I love the balcony. Some sound issues, but they were working on that, which was really cool. But unfortunately, we hear that they're, cl- hear that they're closing. The only thing I'm hoping is somebody will step in because it's turnkey. That place is ready right now. You can literally get in there and play some music. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, best wishes to the folks on the monument. I know there's a lot of people that are employed there. So hopefully they'll find work real soon, and hopefully we'll be back there and seeing some music before yeah, too long. I, yeah, it was all kind of sudden, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was all, I mean, literally Tuesday because morning. they still got people playing on the docket and everything. Yeah, yeah. Understand, so. Said in the paper they had three events or maybe four that they were going to honor and do. Um, and the rest of the tickets that have been sold, they were going to refund. But uh, I'm sure it was hard. You know, I'm sure it was a, a, not an easy decision or something that came by the fly-by-night. It just... I guess it's one of those things where you just have to hard close it, and they decide to do it. So, anyway, we'll see what happens to the money. But but they were sure were a lot of fun while they were around. Uh, one more thing to give a shout, shout out to David Elliott, man, a friend of the band, love him. He's going to be at Fox Meadow Winery over in uh, Linden this weekend. He's going to be there on Saturday night. So if you uh, want to hear some cool music, and David is an old school singer songwriter that's got a young heart and can get out and do it right. Uh, so make sure you go out and check out David Elliott. And I think that's all I've got for the menu. Did I miss anything, Ryan? No, sir. Nothing you heard about? No, sir. I all have right, not. Man. All right. Gotcha. 
Well, cool. Anyway, that's what's going on, folks. Write something down. Go out and support some live music out here in Winchester, man. We got great bands. Make sure you go. Uh, make sure you go support them if you would. So, got Tim, Paul, Kevin from the band Amulet. Thank you guys again, once again, for being here. We appreciate it. I know it was sort of Tim. You and I were emailing back and forth, and it was kind of like, you know, can you make it? Not sure. Going to talk to everybody, you know. And I understand that because everybody's got, you know, all kinds of things going on. But you made it, and I really appreciate that. How's it going for Amulet right now? Tell me what's going on. Fill me in a little bit. It's going pretty good. We're getting a lot of uh, feedback and people reaching out to us and yeah, you know, trying to get in some some places we're familiar with and places we haven't right right been familiar with so and yeah you were telling me in the beginning tim and kevin you guys are are the newer menus or newer group newer members of this group yeah right Mm -hmm. so maybe you guys can kind of explain how all that happened a little bit let me take on that sure well i can tell you it was funny because uh kevin uh jerry and i played together back in high school oh okay uh jerry kept it going you know i guess you know kevin took a break and I played with my dad some, and then I wound up just calling it quits for a while. Um, there was a guy I went to church with. He had actually hit me up. I wanted to get a blues band together. Okay. Um, I was on my way down there stuck in traffic, and I just threw a post out there on Facebook. Kevin hit me up. He's like, hey, man, if this don't work out, he goes, we're looking for a bass player. So I said, give me a call. I said, I'm not going anywhere right now. So, you know. <laughs> stuck in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> so, so he hit me up and filled me in. I said, all right, who's these guys? And he told me, I said, let me just honor this tonight, and I will be there next Saturday. Very and, cool. Yeah, so they gave me gave me the list of songs. Say, hey, you got these ten to learn by Saturday, and you know, wow. and like I said, I played with Paul back in church. Yeah, that's that's I'll, a story in and all. Yeah, we're going to get to that, Paul, because I got a lot of stuff I want to ask you for sure. <laughs> Kevin or, or anybody can ask. How long has Amulet been Amulet? Uh, well, since what June, July. Well, we kind of start practicing what about february march yeah we had a couple months of practice in and trying to get everything organized and getting together um yeah i mean i've only been back in this area living maybe nine months and uh you know i'd moved away down around northern virginia i was playing music around there you know intermingling musicians kind of circle there and uh when i came back to this area you know just uh revolution was splitting right so kind of it could, the timing couldn't have happened any better right so uh fell into place and it's it seems to be going good so far you know right we've only been out for a little while but and we were kind of familiar with kevin anyway because he stood in for uh our drummer at a uh lake house party on okay. july mm-hmm. one weekend when <clears throat> Uh, our drummer was kind of a little under the weather, and he did famously with, wow, you know, just pretty much off the cuff. I think there's the a songs, few speed bumps in there. <laughs> one, you know, one, two, three, four, and he was there. You know, was that's like, cool. I was very impressed with that. Yeah. So, Paul, you you were in the Revolution band. Am yes. I right about that? Okay. And, I, and we don't need to get in about what happened to that band, but as it was dissolving or changing. Did you have an idea of this next step that you see now, or were you guys in limbo? How was that feeling? It was kind of limbo because uh, we kind of it kind of sprung on us uh, just you know pretty much before the New Year show we did at Winchester Moose, and uh, you know we knew the the show before that um, Drew and and Rick, our other bass player, weren't going to continue on into 2023. So. It was kind of a, you know, kind of like, you know, you know, oh darn, you know, and we yeah, kind, of right. kind of sit around and scratch our heads a little bit, and then 
I'll, you know, I was trying to reach out with uh, with uh, Jerry and, and Marika. I call her Rico. Anyway, they were kind of like a little bit stunned themselves, kind of a little stinging, you know. And I, sure. You know, I gave it some time, and well, next thing you know, I know Kevin with the opportunity came in, and like I said, he mentioned you know Tim. Okay. And I didn't know Tim's name, but I knew who he was because, <laughs> as he alluded to earlier. You know, we had met in church. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, for, uh, what was it? I think we just got put on the same week of rotation because they had, like, a lot of musicians, so we just happened to be on the same week. And Gotcha. Right. Okay. Well, I noticed his, you know, his charisma pretty early on. You know, he, he, you know, he, he, I kind of was impressed with, you know, he heard it once and he was on it the next time around. Or yeah. by the time the second measure came in. So yeah, I was gotcha. kind of impressed with that and... And you could tell a story about the. Well, it's funny because uh, stories. Yeah, you can bring it on. It's yeah. just it's just funny because you know obviously you know they're doing all the sound checks, trying to get stuff balanced and get ready for whatever. So they run through everybody. Paul, I think he got off work late, so he kind of rolled in. It's like, all right, let's grab the keys. So he starts breaking into like, uh, don't stop believing. You know that nice piano intro. So right. I'm like, all right, so I come over to start playing it with him. He's like. All right. We, we, it was just from there, you know. It was. It was. We kind of made eye contact. And, yeah, we. You know. we it was one point from there. Oh, good. Like, yeah. I just nodded at him. He nodded at me, and that was it. I got. And then, I went out, and then when, when uh, Kevin came out with it, and I kind of, you know, he says he knows you from the church, and I knew exactly who he was talking about. Ah, cool. Yeah. So I was yeah. pretty excited about yeah. it. So to say the least, I was pretty awesome. excited about it. Yeah. Because he's he's a he's a great musician. Tim's good. Cool. I think you all are, but oh, yeah. we'll get to that too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Paul. He's a good key player. I I always get curious, like what influences you guys had, like forming your band, or if there's any inspirational sounds that you kind of try to emulate or imitate uh, of stuff that you grew up with, or like kind of where you get your your sound from, your influences. Uh, well, all the all the good ones. Okay. <laughs> Leonard Skinner, Bad Company. Yeah. Things, um, you know, from even the '80s, early '90s glamour rock. You right. know, like Poison's, yeah. Motley Crue's, and things like that. Excellent. Yeah. That stuff well, will never die. Good all time around. Right. Sure. It'll live forever as long <laughs> yeah. as I'm alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of my favorites. You know, I was with Revolution ten or eleven years, and before that, I was with you know, you know, garage bands that never got out of the garage and. And a couple of, you know, parties here, field parties there. But when, you know, I got with Revolution, it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a wake-up call, to say the least. You nice. Know? It, uh, it got me into the habit of doing my practice at home and rehearsing when I came, when I came to the, to the studio. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And that helped me, you know, I got off the, the cheat notes, didn't carry any notes with me. And that was kind of, you know pulled out from underneath me like their second practice you know I, there's another story behind that but uh and uh but it's helped me in other areas you know to retain what i read okay know, it's, you know yeah. by relying on my memory as opposed to that piece of paper that could blow away any minute if you play an outside <laughs> show and then you're done you know but uh so you know it was it was kind of a learning curve and you know i mean but i can't thank uh you know my bandmates enough it went for about 10 or 11 years and we had a good run and yeah we played a lot of good shows yes you did yep now awesome. if you notice none of our mic stands had the tablet or phone holder for the lyrics right, or anything. right. so so we're sticking with the old school way of 
That's brilliant. Memorize that it. That is brilliant, man. Yeah. We're a little old school in that sense. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, Rick Sensony, he was our bass player. And he Which was, is Jerry's dad. So. Yeah, yeah. So I came to first practice. I had the cheat notes. It was fine. Second practice, I came in, and I pulled out my notes, and Rick goes, well, what's that? And I said, it's the notes. He said, oh, that was last week. You should have it all down. <laughs> Surprise. Like, okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I like that philosophy, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, at first, it was a little scary, but uh, after that, it became kind of uh, you know, muscle memory, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of helped me in, like I said, in a lot of other areas. Gotcha. That, you know, with memory and so forth, it's just, you just, you just got to spark the you got to get into the yeah the muscle memory part yeah, of it it yeah. becomes natural it's a little tough at first as the old saying goes don't practice till you remember practice well, till you can't forget anything anything worth achieving yeah. is worth you know a little bit of effort you know, right yeah. working at it yeah the sacrifice of of the, the crutch you know you gotta get rid of that so the people that hear me do the show know that i've copyrighted this question but i'm gonna ask it i ask it every single show and i'm gonna start with you paul because i'm gonna get to the other two Sure. Tim and Kevin too, but I'll start with you, Paul, because you mentioned it. Your musical background, it sounds like it had some uh, roots in church, praise and worship kind of stuff. Uh, how did actually, this start with you? Tell me about that. How I started playing... Playing keyboards? Music. At what age? What were you doing? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this goes way back. We're talking eight years old. Cool. Okay. And I was in love with a girl... Uh, that my grandmother babysat, and they had a great big grand piano down in the basement. Ah, okay. So I came home with some literature from school one day, and my father asked me, you know, you want to play guitar, drums? And he said, piano, and I just went, piano. Yeah. That's it, you know, because I was going to ride off into the sunset with this girl, you know, playing the piano. Right. And that's pretty much how it started. I started out in group lessons, but that wasn't having it because it was like, you know, one piano in front of a room and playing on paper keyboards till it was your turn. But I showed a little bit of promise. My father invested in uh, in private lessons. Okay. So I took 13 years of uh, classical piano. Nice. And uh, was last three years were under college professor in, in his private home. I was actually being groomed for you know a college career as a concert pianist. Oh, nice. But you know then I grew my hair and badmouthed my country and the rest is history. <laughs> that's allowed but in this country it's okay yeah that's really how it all got started and i let it go for a long time before i picked it up again and really okay so it was kind of sporadic you know you know the garage bands i described and so forth you know the little you know little cookouts and labor day things and right and then like i said when i first when i finally got with uh revolutions when it was game on right and kind of found a not a, net, a niche or whatever you want to call it for really and and you know i uh progressed quite uh i i have a lot i owe a lot to that man cool yeah yeah you know they helped me get my head on straight and you know knuckle down and, and do it, do it and right. sounds like you kind of fell in love with doing it too right yeah, yeah. well you know i saw the results of it yeah you know? exactly there's and, something magical about that well yep. you know when people you know come across the room shake your hand you walk yes. into a place that, you know, and they don't, you don't know them from Adam, but they know everything about yeah. you. It's kind of a little bit daunting yeah, to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty but, cool. But uh, I really, I really enjoyed that. You uh, know, you picked an instrument, Paul, to me, and I'm a drummer by trade, you know, but to me, the piano has always been maybe to me the, the most interesting and maybe, and maybe in my opinion, the best instrument. And I, and I say that in a lot of different reasons. I mean, first of all, the, the piano can play, you can play piano almost any style of music, truly. 
Um, it's not limited to just one style, which I think it's a cool instrument because a lot of people just have one in their home. Like you can go over to somebody's house for a party, don't even know them, but they have a piano and they're like, can you play piano? Yeah. You sit in the next thing you know, you're playing. You know what I mean? That don't happen too often with other instruments. Like I don't go to somebody's house with drums and they go, Hey man, do I play the drum? That's dumb. They don't do that. Cause you know, when you listen to me play drums, kind of crazy, but I think you have a really cool instrument. And your love for that, I guess, is grown because of playing out and playing the music and stuff like that, right? Right. Uh, another thing that not many people know, I mean, most of your music that's written by, you know, famous people and, you know, famous bands and so forth is written on piano. Yeah, right. There you go. And that yeah. shows yeah. you have the advantage of having the bass as well as the melody. Gotcha. And that's why they write the songs. Very important. And yeah. then, of course, you can carry it over to whatever particular instrument you want to take so, it to. I got one more question for you. What happened with the girl? <laughs> uh, it's well, I lived in Silver Spring, Maryland at that time. Okay, so it was quite a quite a long time ago. No, I I didn't. <laughs> there was no happy ending. No, 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 right no, 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 romance or something, man. Yeah, you remember her name, Bunny Chen? Yeah, I do. All right, you don't have to say it, but you do remember. She might be listening. <laughs> well, she my might wife be. might be listening. Well, that's true, too. But you were eight or whatever. So yeah. Well, you know, eight years old, honey. There you go. Life. There you go. That's right. You said, Paul, you stepped away from piano for a little bit. Did you find it easy to pick it back up when you got back into it? Did you have to kind of refresh? Well, the hardest part I had was with uh, playing and singing at the same time. Because I was stubborn. My piano teacher wanted me to count out loud when I was learning the pieces that I was learning. And I didn't, I thought, well, I already, you know, here I am. I know everything, you know. <laughs> I, I know where I am in the song and I have a you know, keen sense of time. Well, that's not what she was trying to do. She was trying to have me say something at the same time I was playing so that neither would suffer right. once I went to, right. to do the you know, vocals and so forth. So it took a little bit of time, whereas, you know, I, it kind of leveled out after a while, but that was the hardest thing was getting back into that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to pull the spotlight off of you just for a second, Paul, and go over to the other guys. Tim, tell me a little bit about your beginning. Uh, did you grow up around here, too? Yeah. And, and all that kind of stuff? Tell me about it. Yeah, all I grew that. up in the Middletown area. Did you? You know, from just when I was a lad. <laughs> um, kind of really started my, well, I come from a very musical family. Did you? Okay. Um, so everybody plays something or they all sing. And um, my cousin, you probably have heard of Karen and the Wayfarers. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's my cousin and, and her, her husband, Matt, you know, known Shanda. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said that, you know, they all sang, and um, I just kind of grew up around music. Um, at the time, the only bass player in the family was my granddad. Okay. Um, and he passed, I see, my niece is 21. So it had been about 21, 22 years ago that he passed away. And I kind of got it. Well, I was a band nerd, you know. Right, I, yeah. I, I got into middle school playing trumpet, playing French horn, basically whatever they needed just to kind of fill the holes. So right, right. Did that all the way up. It wasn't until about ninth grade, um, I had an Air Force recruiter at the church. He was over like the, the youth band. Right. He's like, he just come up to me, hey, we're looking for a bass player. Are you interested? Sure. <laughs> I don't know anything about playing bass. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and cool. my cousin literally gave me a chart to just okay. show me where all the notes were on the neck. Gotcha. That's how I learned to play. Very cool. Yeah. Self-taught yeah, before YouTube awesome. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How great is that? Yeah. Boo Snyder once said on the show here, he said, <clears throat> bass is the one instrument you can, if you learn how to play, you can always find a band. Did you feel that way? Were you able to, have you always been able to find groups to play with? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The bass players were pretty much far and few between in the end. Right. It seems that way a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
through high school, did you play with concert bands and stuff? How how that work? Uh, not not with bass guitar, just mainly no. jazz bands. I did play in jazz. Yeah, jazz, bands. okay, did yep. jazz, okay. Yeah, yeah, I played. Well, I played trumpet and <coughs> jazz band. Okay. okay. So uh, that, of course, marching band, you know, right. all that fun stuff. And like I said, and even into high school, I carried all that stuff over, playing pretty much whatever they needed to kind of fill the holes. Right. Because not everybody would over, always come in, you know, oh, hey, we're going to have this many people. And then, you know, well, we done lost 20 students. So we needed <coughs> two of the trumpets to go to this. We need three of the trumpets to go to that. And, you know, I was like, I'll go. So, <laughs> but like I said, I started playing the bass basically in just the youth band. And uh, That's cool. I picked it up really fast. Gotcha. And um, I think it was about that time, you know, obviously high schools. And me, Jerry, and uh, Kevin was kind of screwing around in uh, the unfinished uh, kitchen my parents were building. Oh, very <laughs> so, cool. Gotcha. But uh, Dad would always kind of peek his his ear around, and he'd see what he was doing. And he had a he had an upright piano at the bottom of the steps, and he'd come in. He'd hear us making noise, and oh, then he'd yeah. go around the wall and start getting it on the key. <laughs> He's a trip. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, are you able to pick up the trumpet anymore and play? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really? I still play. Kept it. your chop with that. Yep. That's very cool because that's a great instrument. Chris, yeah, it was, that was fun. <laughs> Chris, my my co-host, the former co-host, and he still does the production side. He's a really good trumpet player too, and I'm glad he kept that ability to keep playing, even though he does guitar and things now. Because bandos are great instruments, man. Oh yeah, great instruments for sure. Kevin, you and I are Kevin kindred spirits, I believe, right? Because you're a drummer. Well, I actually started a guitarist. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. So tell guitar me, tell me how was it started my, for you. Guitar was my first instrument at eight or nine years old. Started learning. My uncle was a musician, so he would show me three chords or four chords and give me a list of songs, and you can play these with those chords. And, you know, then give me a couple more, a couple right. more, you know. And then it just became second nature because, you know, when I, was, when I was young, I was grounded a lot. And that was the only <laughs> thing I was allowed to hold on to was my guitar. So I hacked away at it, you know. And I was allowed to keep a radio at times, too. So. A lot of practice time. A lot right? of practice time, yeah, behind, <laughs> behind the closed door, yeah. So, uh, but I played alto I sax. You. I uh, see you being grounded a lot. Yeah, yeah, it happened. It happened. But uh, I played alto sax through school. And then, you know, I'm, I'm fairly short, and the band director thought it'd be funny to put me on baritone oh nice wow. there you go yeah that's joke was on me on that one <laughs> use the step stool to play it <laughs> right edge of seat the horns on the ground and i'm reaching for the but for you the didn't ring. let it whip you no right? i didn't yeah, I, you go, I played it i played it gotcha so yeah so uh the way drums happened was the high school when we were messing around in high school yeah. playing playing and uh we had found a drummer and he didn't feel like packing his drums up and taking them home after we practiced one day so they stayed at my house for about two weeks nice and well that's that was where that started very cool i, I love it yeah realized i like keeping time what brand of drums do you prefer is there one more than others uh, when sound? I was, well when i was younger you know i had tama tama drums yeah, and then yeah. Took a 25-year break while my daughter grew up and stuff like that. I lived life for a while. Didn't always had an acoustic to pick up if I wanted to learn a song real quick. Um, I had sold those drums, and then I decided if I don't get back into it now, I'm never going to. Right. <clears throat> so that's what I did. Daughter's all grown up. And like I said, now now I play electric drums. I play rolling drums. Do you really? Now. So it's it's easy. You know that it's great because instead of just having one drum kit, now you can have 140 to 200 drum kits. Yeah. You know, of course, you wouldn't use that many through a gig. Right. You know, you, right. you tune a couple and stick with those. But yeah, things have 
things have definitely changed a lot in that 25 year break and there's a lot of learning big learning curve for me coming right. in and a bit. you know there was wasn't in-ears or you know you have wireless guitar systems and things like that but they weren't that great absolutely and, mic and drums and all that know, crazy stuff remember that yeah. yeah well that's what i like about electric drums right. you're not running a bunch of mic cables exactly. either yeah so it's or setting mics or hitting mics accidentally and you know things that go along with it when you when right. you get going we've had quite a few drummers on it that don't specifically have names right off the bat but they have talked to me about coming to the dark side is what i call it playing electronic drums because right. i've never never yeah, really fooled with them you know. <laughs> um do you find it the same to play is it does it feel different the reaction of the stick off the head is any of that's change well you, you kind of set them to what to how you want them i mean it, it's definitely not acoustic drums right you okay. know it's it's night and day but you know just like anything once you get used to it you know it, it becomes natural right again so they're very popular i mean they really are you know you well, see the, a lot of folks using them so the big perk to them is not one restaurant or bar owner or venue owner comes up and says it's too loud you can't turn the drums down right, right. electric drums you can turn them down you know i i practice in my garage sometimes till four in the morning and don't even disturb the neighbors is that right with my headphones on you know when i'm wearing <laughs> yeah. parts and trying to nail it down if i can't sleep i'll go out in the garage and hack it out for a while so nice. It's, it's nice having that option of putting your headphones on and because all you hear is little taps so <laughs> we would always shake the house loose when you had to practice before yeah right sure. neighbors appreciate that too right, I'm sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you and i'm gonna come back to you guys please don't i haven't forgot about it. Oh. i gotta ask you this question real quick because i'm a drummer what influences you know we talked about bands but specific drummers do you have anybody that you sort of you know well, inspires you well of course near parrot yeah parrot yeah uh carter buford okay I would say oh, is, Dave matthews yeah right probably one of my Yes. Favorites. Yes. I mean, the Outstanding. guy's, guy's yeah. ridiculous. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. <laughs> There's so many good drummers nowadays, for right. sure. Yeah. But yeah, wow. Neil was, was huge. How about you with keys? Paul, did you have somebody growing up that, was it, did anybody that stood out for you? Uh, I've... I guess, you know, of course, you know, Elton John was. Yeah, good. okay. Um, but there was, um, you know, Freddie Mercury was a, quite a professional oh, kind of player yes. as well. Yeah. And if you've ever seen him play live, you know, some of those songs that he did were, you know, pretty much standards. Right. And, you know, it was just, you know, amazing, you know, with his voice and everything. You know, I think, I think primarily it was the, uh, 
what was it the show they did for Africa or what was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The um, was it USA for Africa? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the one they did were the right. feature on the film. You know, as a matter of fact, yeah. And right. he came out right. You know, this, and the thing that was astounding to me was that you know, he had just found out he was sick. Yes. Yeah. Before that show. Yeah. And actually, they weren't playing together uh, for some time. Quite you know, exactly before that show. Right. And it was more or less a uh, you know bringing them back together and everything for that. and it the show went off flawlessly and I can still remember you know uh, Radio Gaga yes uh, everybody doing the clapping everybody and doing the clapping yeah. and everything in unison oh, yeah. with him I mean when you have that kind of power that's that's, that's a top amazing easily a top 10 maybe a top 5 moment in rock and roll as far as I'm concerned that moment the Queen had at that particular concert was lightning in a bottle. It right. really was. They stole the show. They did. They, they, and they and nobody really thought they would. They, like you mentioned, they hadn't played in a while. They were sort of an afterthought to the right. Lineup. They were a last minute addition. Yeah, exactly. And the movie covers that a little bit too, and for sure. They played but, with a quite a who's who. Yes, of people yes. that were before them and everything. They you know, crushed I, it. And years later, uh, I've seen those uh, uh, Facebook uh, videos where they're playing that song. Um, they're playing that song before a concert for Green Day. Yeah. And before the band came on, you know, they were playing, you know, yeah. Freddie Mercury doing that song. And the whole crowd. Right. Came in unison and sang the whole song louder than the actual PA system. Yes. Amazing. And that's power. And that's and, a legacy. And yeah, it sure is. And if anybody out there has a chance, and Paul, you probably have seen this, but they had a a tribute to Freddie Mercury after he passed and they had it in Wembley just like you know they did Ex the band Extreme come out and recreated the whole set that Queen did mm -hmm. it's amazing it, it, I mean I'm not overstating it. So it it was as good a tribute as you could ever ask they stole the show again playing the same music that Queen played again it's, right. th that moment They're is really, really, really awesome yeah extreme. they were but you're right about Queen 100% for sure right but like here the guy's been dead for 20 or more years yeah you know, it's at a Green Day concert, and they're playing Bohemian sure. Rhapsody over the PA, and the whole crowd, I mean, we're talking seventy or 80,000 people are singing that, that song, song, and you can actually understand what they're all singing together. Yeah, and who would have guessed a partially opera song would go over that big in rock and roll? Unbelievable. Right. Very cool. Very, very cool. With a big chance. It really was. It really was. Oh man, I'm not gonna let you off the hook, Tim. <laughs> you know, I got to find out about your influences too, man. You know, it's, it's, I know you played trumpet. Maybe it's a trumpet influence, but also bass. Did you have uh, well, on the trumpet, it would have been Phil Driscoll. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Said uh, he had he had uh, come to the church that I was going to. Was <coughs> Is that right? Yeah. That was a cool meet. Yeah, yeah. He was a pretty laid back guy. That was that. Uh, of course, I mean, on trumpet, it's gonna be Louis Armstrong. Yeah, well. I can't yeah. go wrong with that. Were you ever a Maynard Ferguson fan? Uh, no, no, oh, I love Maynard. Okay, gotcha. But um, when I got over to bass, like I say, obviously growing up in church, okay, um, there was a guy for Integrity Music. His name was Ab uh, Abraham Labrio. Okay, really just unique, and I, a lot of the stuff that I kind of do, I pulled from him because I would sit there, watch the videos, kept rewinding. I was watching his finger placement. So if you ever see me like do chords and stuff, I picked it up from him. Gotcha, <laughs> so, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, can't go wrong with Jocko. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then. Uh, even uh, uh, let's see, can't go wrong with Wooten, right? And then uh, even uh, Tal Wilkenfeld from Jeff Beck in the Yardbirds. Jeff Beck, yeah, forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, she's, I mean, as young as she is, that chick is amazing. Wow, <laughs> she can really cool. hammer on a bass. That is so cool, very much. Do you guys 
so you put all this talent together, and you're a band now. What is what is sort of the feeling in the band? You guys are going to stick with cover covers? Has already thought about maybe creating some songs of your own? What's that all about? There's been conversations about originals. Um, you know, I, I'm not very good lyricist. You know, but but I can put music to anything. You know, right? I, I think all of us are kind of that way. So it's who wants to write the lyrics. I'm, I'm pretty good with poetry, so I could probably do the lyrics. So, so look at that. We found our guy right here. <laughs> Just give me a topic, and I'll roll with it. Oh, the thing about it is about writing your own music. You know, you get into it like a, you know, you get like a run of, of notes that you play that sounds really good, but you kind of, so to speak, paint yourself in a corner where you can't get back around to the one. Right. And so you, you let it lay for a little bit of while, and then you'll have another one come down the line, and it somehow connects to the other one. That's kind of the way I have made some of the ditties that I've kind of come up with. Gotcha. Yeah. How, how do you guys determine like what songs you cover? I mean, is it a group effort? Does somebody just come to the table and say, Hey, we want to do. I think we just throw it on. Kind of we're we're still figuring out our system. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, you know, it's we're, a, we're young. It's a committee. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, we're it's a young like group. But then again, you know, you're talking about, you know, people, kids at a candy store. Is that, yeah. yeah. I want this. I want that. Well, I want this. I want that. You know? And so, but I think we, you know, we iron it out and we, you know, one gives, the other one takes, and then, of course, the, when that turn comes around, the other person seems to fall, you know, fall into place. Right. right. At, at the same time, reading your audience and, yes. you yes. know, trying to have a little something for everybody, too. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, came up with a great idea, Kevin did. Uh, one it of happens us, One of us did. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, for, you know, our sound guy, uh, Robbie, to uh, play some songs and see how much reaction it gets from sure people yeah on good idea yeah. or in between sets and stuff and kind of do our homework that way and, but like i said i would like to you know look into possible originals you know in, in the in the future but right now we're just trying to get our feet wet and get on the same page get a kind of a chemistry together yeah you know, one where you know i know where he's going and he knows where that guy's still going. locking in still right. locking in yeah so you know there's you know, it's it's a process. Right, right. I know one of the things that was fun, because I played in, played in mainly cover bands too, one of the things that was always fun to do, I thought, was take a really well-known song and kind of put your own twist on it. You know, maybe make it sound completely different than what it really... I, one that jumps in mind, we used to do For What It's Worth from Buffalo Springfield. Everybody knows that song and knows how it goes, but we changed it to a, like a heavy grunge feel. It's a lot of fun. People loved it. If you all do anything like that, if you took some, take some songs and... Made them amulet. Well, I have with uh, I have with other groups. That's kind right, of right, right, yeah, yeah. Jerry's famous for like, well, that's our version. Yeah, When I call, you know, when I when I call him on something, well, you know, we're doing it our version. Nothing <laughs> uh, wrong with that. They're, well, they're you know, used to matching the album, you know. But the you thing know, of it is, it's, it's important to, to yeah. You could add your own flavor to it and kind of, especially on the solos and so forth. But you got to stick to that hook that made it catchy in the first place. Right, right. But yeah. uh, you know, like I said, it it's yeah, it's. It's easy to get a little bit lost on some stuff, but some of the stuff that it, that uh, you know, Jerry, even him with some high notes and stuff, is pretty good stuff. Right. I mean, that's how Boys of Summer is. It's yeah. nothing like, you know, it's yeah, the same. It's the John Henley song, yeah, right? It's an acoustic you know, version. I mean, oh, people, cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we derived that from a uh, Howard Stern show. That, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. More of, a, more of a ballad feel to it. Very yeah. cool. Okay. And it was, you know, Rico knocks it out of the park. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Tell me about that a little bit. The, what's the setup of the band? We have keys, we have bass, 
We have drums. We have a, a guitar player or two, it sounds like. How many singers? Okay, t- tell me about the rest of the lineup. Give yeah. them a shout-out, all that kind of thing. Yeah, you got uh, Jerry Sensney plays guitar. Uh, Marika Milburn, she's our female lead singer. Okay. And all of us sing. Do you really? Yeah. That's so we all awesome. har- we all harmonize. Oh. So. Rico's lead, you know, she's pretty right. much the lead. But uh, like I said, I get a couple, and you know, he's got a couple, and then of course the harmony. We've uh, it's kind of just fell into place without much fanfare, without much practice. Right. We're having to nail it down. It pretty comes natural. Everybody's pretty yeah. seasoned. Right. Well, I was able to catch a show at Backseat, and I remember now the vocals were great, but that sets you apart, right, Paul? I mean. Bands, there's lots of great bands that can play really well, but I think when it came to the vo- vocals and the the harmonies, doesn't that make a different every, band? Right. Every great band See, has tight harmonies. That's what I think too. Kind of like a you know, Eagles say, Journey. Zach, yeah, Eagles. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a very significant Zach Brown band. band. I mean, well, can can run band. Yeah. Can name bands all day. Well, I saw a show one time. Tight harmonies make it. They were uh, when Hell Freezes Over. You know when they had that uh, biography they did. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think it was uh, Don Henley said, you know, the band would get together just before going on stage and they'd all sing a cappella. They called it the circle of fear because you didn't want to be that guy that <laughs> didn't hit yeah. his part. Yeah. But it helped you get your game on, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It let you know yeah. it was game time. 100%. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for that. But it's all come pretty naturally with everybody's, you know, kind of feeling out where everybody is, even if somebody steps on their note that they're doing they'll go to the next one so sure. it's kind yeah. of a natural feel yeah. yeah it's like okay what are you doing you gonna do the high all right i'll take the mid or kevin no, you take a low so as just... it's going on right yeah right on the fly stopping yeah. and saying what are you doing what are you doing every once in a while i'll stop and 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 actually do it without any instruments but for the majority of it's, it's an adjustment that's made on the fly right so it's kind of pretty neat i haven't really experienced that gotcha before. gotcha do you guys find yourselves uh, playing a lot of the same songs in your concerts? Do are you trying to mix it up to keep it fresh? Yeah, I was gonna say. When I mean, we started playing out in the clubs. I would say you know we had our first set, and the seat the, the set that we did for backseat was different than what we did right. uh, when we debuted down at Rainbow Road, and then uh, this last time we was at Rainbow, it was a different set. So we've been trying to throw more stuff in, pull different things out, try to try to keep it you know keep it fresh, oh, trying not oh, to let it get stale. Yeah, yeah. oh, right. well, right. they didn't play that, that last time. All right, right on, you know so. <clears throat> Because I would imagine a lot of the same folks are probably coming to see your shows. So, I mean, they've heard you the last time. They want to hear some different songs, I'm I'm assuming. And you got certainly a large catalog of music that you're covering. Yeah, yeah. Right. Try, yeah. try to keep them coming in. And, yeah. You know. yeah. Absolutely. Well, Stick to some of the old standards. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. You've got to kind of judge your crowd. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's, know what it is. It's, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's leading up to it. You know, of course, the, the jukebox is playing. Just see what everybody's playing on that jukebox. Kind of hear what kind of rhythm they're doing. Right. You know, whether you want to do a ballad starting out or a slow dance, just get them warmed up. And right. <laughs> slow dances are always good because you know, the guys, it's hard to get them guys on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta, that's a secret weapon you got to have, that's for yeah. sure. So you might want to start with a few of those and then maybe <clears throat> step it up right around the latter part of the first set into the second. Yeah. And then by then, it's, it's on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did the summer gigs go? They went well, went smooth, had fun, everything jiving. Was it? Tell me a little bit about that. Surprisingly, it was pretty smooth. I was, well, you guys are pros, yeah. so. Yeah, Our first gig was actually only after six practices. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody nervous? 
Absolutely. I would have. I, <laughs> I think everybody was, but but surprisingly, I mean, it was it was really tight. Right. Right. And it was it was for a for a wedding. Was it really? Oh, very <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Actually, Andy Griggs was the guy we opened up. Okay. With. Yeah. Country star. Very very cool. And so you know, it was down in what Lorray, I think. It was down it? around Lorray area. And it wow. was really a nice, really a nice atmosphere. Uh, they did you know wonderful job with the catering and so forth. It was just felt. It was kind of at night outside with the the lighting. Yeah, it's kind of got a little you know low key feel, smooth. Their yeah, wedding band had canceled a couple oh. weeks before the wedding, so right. it was crunch time. And and I had literally met them. the guy the week before. Wow, just kind of just jamming. Yeah, and oh hey, check our band out. And he's like, I need a band for my <laughs> wedding. I'm like, well, when's the wedding? <laughs> Next Saturday. I'm like, oh, well, let me ask everybody. I'll have an answer for you. And you know, they're like, let's do it. But, See, yeah. but you ask him today, he's like, I'm glad it was you and not the band that canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we had a better time than what we had imagined. Yeah, yeah great exposure. I've been in that same situation. Were you all unanimous on on doing it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This happened in the same situation, hey. and we were split. Yeah. And then we do it, and everybody's like, oh god, I'm so glad we did it. So it, it does. The pressure feels good when you pull it off right, right. If you're right. Scared, and get, it was our trial run first yeah, yeah 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 you know? <laughs> if you're scared get in my right? pocket let's go yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah. that's right that's right I got a question about this too you guys talk about playing at Rainbow Road and I'm just curious because I don't know how it goes anymore back in the day West Virginia clubs were tough to play in because on Saturday and Friday night you had to play till 3 and Saturday you had to play till 3.30 in the morning is it still like that or do you get out of there better than that it's different uh, Liz has actually adjusted the hours uh, you only got to play to about 1am okay that's not as bad and that's still for a guy my age that's tough but <laughs> still four sets though. yeah, yeah it's four sets well, and, and three and a half yeah, you're tearing down and packing up and you're coming home in the middle of the night yeah. but I mean you gotta love it which is why you're doing it but, uh, but does that how does that work for you guys? In other words, when you're looking for work, does does those hours like you, would you prefer to play in Virginia and quit at twelve, or does it matter? Don't really matter. Doesn't really matter. We all want to play. Yeah, it's so, all about just the music. Right? Gig, right? That's right. And and Rainbow has been very accommodating. Right. We did our first show back, and and of course we've got New Year's there. And oh, do you really? Yeah. And there's another show in November, I think. But they've been really, you know, you know, helping us along, working very with cool. us, and giving us the venue to kind of get our feet wet but they did take the chicken wire down in front of the stage they did that a while back so they used to give it some obvious but i certainly appreciate everything yeah, love that place sure. lewis and ellie and, yeah it's yeah. all did for us yeah i uh what what other gigs do you guys have coming up i know yeah. you've mentioned new year's i've got uh, i've got a list here for you Good, awesome yeah, yeah let's go to them all jim yep uh let's see here so uh friday september 29th uh we'll be down at the front royal moose oh nice okay good uh october 14th we'll be at the troubadour lounge and park i've heard of that um uh october 20th we'll be at the winchester eagles um, we we literally just got this one in this week. Uh, Marika shot me all the information over. It's uh, up at Independent Fire Company up in uh, Ransom, West Virginia. We're we'll doing a gig for them uh, October twenty eighth, and I think that's a public public event. Oh, nice. Right? Okay, good. Uh, and like they said, November fourth we're at Rainbow. November twenty fifth we'll be down at the Winchester Elks. Okay. Um, then we'll be back at Rainbow on New Year's, and then of course we got a couple gigs uh, into twenty twenty four with Front Royal Moose and steadily working. Dang, yeah. Starting to fill in the gaps. Still, yeah, you, you know, awesome. we're we're building the, the yeah, client but it list now. Like it's coming along, man. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going to focus a little bit more going towards Northern Virginia a little bit. Too. Are you really okay? Here that later, was be my question. Okay. we're we're staying close to home now. You know, while we're getting tight and lock, you know, locking in, and then right. then right. we'll start branching out. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to definitely get back into some of the Piccadilly shows. And yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really a good venue. That's sure. That boat on the that outside. Boat, yeah. Dale, he's 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 Tom's, a great yeah. guy. He's a he's great guy. Absolutely. Guy. And uh, and West Oaks. Yeah. Reach out to them. Yeah. Was, you know, yeah. Like, I've hit them up. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from. Uh, New Market Eagles. Okay, uh, gotcha. Wood, Woodstock Moose has been in the middle of a remodel, and they're supposed to be hitting us up. And uh, I spoke to Charlestown Moose today, so we're kind of branching out. Very cool. Yeah, so. and and I know it's not called the H Lounge, but what is that place called at the at the Charlestown Race Races? Now? Yeah, what is it called? Now? Well, they have the it's event like center, and then those. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. It's it, it's uh, something like a. You're right, though, and maybe I can look it up on my phone while we're while we're looking. But it's it's yeah, it used to be the H Lounge, I think, and now yeah, they closed it down else. with the COVID thing. They didn't hear much out of right, it, right? But I think they are doing bands but again. They I think. just started that back, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, yeah, um, but that, that would be a lot of fun too. Yes, for sure. I'll look it up here and try to figure that out. Um, just a word of advice, though: when you get up to um, Berkeley Springs, make sure you buy Tony Bushlight. He loves Bushlight, right. and you'll be in like Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> We'll or Sylvia, Sylvia will be there too, but they're really great. You'll love Tony Sylvia. I, I know, I know yeah, Tony. Yeah, make sure you take care. I'll have you really. Yeah, I know yeah. Tony. A, a, a guy that I was playing music with before this band. Right. You know, I was with them down in Warrington area, but he lives five minutes down the road from there now. So, you know, we played there a couple times with that group. But, right. But yeah, that's when I get to, got to know Tony a little bit. Nice. Good, good people, all good people there. Very, awesome. very nice people. For and sure. a beautiful view if you play outside. Oh yeah, for know. sure, for sure. Is there places like you? Had, you said you had your sights set on some places. Mm-hmm. Is there one in mind that you're thinking of? I mean, yeah, he he mentioned Piccadilly, but is there another place that you'd like to get in and just like, man, I love it. Barstools Sports Barstools is what it's called. That's what they're calling it now. Bar, Barstools, yeah. Yeah, that's at Hollywood Casinos. Is there a place that you guys have been thinking about? It's like, man, I love to play there. Uh, we're we're still tossing ideas around. Of you know, we're 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 willing to play in any anywhere that'll have us. Right. You know, at this point, we're just starting out. So. Gotcha. Jiffy gotcha. Lube. Yeah, yeah, there you go. go. There you go. Hey, you know what? Come to you. Honestly, you say that, but they do have an outside area for a band to play. And the VIP. You've seen that? that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You guys would fit there. Great. Yeah, I um, think so too. There's people going to be listening to this that know those connections, so maybe they'll reach out to you and help you find that. Awesome, that. awesome. You can do that. How they contact us, Tim? Yeah, I, I got all yeah, that information. Yeah, make sure you here. do that. Well, <laughs> you, know, you, you had mentioned West Oaks. Levi's a big fan of the show. I'm sure he's listening. So you know, uh, yeah, he'll reach out to you too. I'm sure. Cool. You know, he knows the Revolution Band because I think pretty sure they play. You guys played at West Oaks. I'm sure. I think right. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, so he he knows you guys. Yeah, Joe. Um, Joe's the owner. Yeah, Joe. Is, yeah, Joe and Mary are the owners, and Levi's uh, the manager. Their son. I yeah. think he's the point of contact. Yeah. Uh, another place I'd like to get to is Two Silos. Oh yeah, over Manassas. Yeah, that's hearing big things about that. Yeah. I've seen two Silos, Farm Brew. Yeah, I saw yeah. Uh, places like there, that. and I saw another. Looking, another, we're looking uh, to. He's been here. It's really good, and their food is excellent. Very cool. Really good. How do people find you guys? You have a Facebook page, I'm assuming. Can they, do you have yeah. samples of music there? How's that work? Uh, well, we have a website, um, Facebook page. I got Instagram. And for all the young guys, we got TikTok. <laughs> nice. So I've been trying to throw little snippets of the videos up. You know, we got about two or three videos. Um, sometimes it's hard to get the girlfriends and the wives to, hey, can you just take like a quick video yeah, for us? Yeah, Because they're out there dancing. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I've got more of that stuff and. Like I said, I'll be loading some more of that stuff up. Uh, Facebook, uh, you can kind of look up Amulet Live Music. That's all one word. You okay. can just search for that. You'd be able to find us. Uh, on Instagram, it's Amulet underscore Live underscore Music. Right. 
And then uh, TikTok is just all one word at Amulet Live Music, you know, obviously with the little at symbol. Right. Our website is uh, Amulet Dash Band dot live. And that's spelled A M U L E T, correct? Yep, A M U L E T hyphen band dot live. Very cool. Very cool. Are you the main point for all the uh, uh, social media? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm an IT guy by trade. Oh, so. oh wow. <laughs> so, this makes, nice makes sense. Those, yeah. This guy's been beating down doors. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to ask, like the venues that you guys play at, do they, do they search you all out or are you guys kind of. Getting your um, name out there, and well, I know you're just getting started. And it's, it's been a little, a little, little bit of both. Okay. Uh, Eddie right. hit me uh, once I started throwing that stuff out there. Eddie over to Winchester yeah. Elks hit me up, and he's like, "When can we get you guys in?" Awesome. I said, "Here's here's the number." So he he called Kevin, and and obviously as you start making connections with these folks, right? They're going to remember yeah. you. They're going to like you. They're going to want to bring you back. Right. That's awesome. Well, we no sooner, we no sooner uh, put it out there, just you know, the very first uh, shot we did on Facebook and Jerry Sales private message me said he wanted to hire the band nice and nice wow he, he reached out to me unsolicited i thought that was pretty cool so the, re- the revolution guys you know that, that helps they, yeah that helps yeah. They, they played around here for they built a reputation many years so sure. they, they know the contacts and i've lived elsewhere nothing wrong with that back at all. nine months so they know everybody so uh, jerry sales is unabashed about you know going out and reaching out and, and bringing in the and thank god for him and that backseat He's venue i mean it's just That's so great a really good venue. it really is i told him when i saw him one time i just told him thank you because where else can you go to see great bands that close whether it be a national act or somebody you know local like you guys yeah, bigger names. Right now too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure guys what do we miss what do we forget to talk about with you guys everybody's looking at one another <laughs> i think it was winning lottery numbers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, usually people ask, "How did you come up with the name?" Yeah, you know what? Perfect. Thank you, you Kevin. Go. I appreciate that. And that that was that was a job. That was it a job. Yeah. We had probably easily between seventy-five to hundred names. We called that right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, they wouldn't get with my idea. Free beer. <laughs> Free beer tomorrow. That's always a winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like your idea, Paul. That'll pack it. Yeah. Or uh, you know, for rent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Things of that nature. Do you, like, do you pull names out of a hat? I mean, how do you? We had a list. I don't and know how it, was... it all came about. It just, uh... I think, yeah, because Rika, she was the hard sell. Right. You know, she was wanting something different. And like I said, we started going through stuff. She's like, well, there's already a band out there by that name. Well, there's a band over in this area. So we're like, well, crap, what do we do? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, once we come up with a name, we start checking to see if anyone sure. else close has that or, you know, and uh, that was... That was one that Jerry had come up with. We tossed it around for about a week. And since Jerry and Marika are the front faces, yeah. you know, and uh, for the most part, they they agreed. We all agreed and said, all right, let's let's let's." I think we, I think we kind of made it public that night. We was down at Granny's doing karaoke. With oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because Rick came down. We were all down there singing, just having a good time. And Robbie was, you know, hyping the crowd up. And right. was like, so we're going to go with this name. We're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, the name's Amulet. And then, of course, you know. <laughs> well, I think it's a yeah. great name. Well, Robbie, you know, sa- it, Robbie, Robbie, the sound guy, he he, uh, he runs Rockstar Entertainment Karaoke. So okay. he does karaoke shows. So if we're not playing music, a lot of times we're at his shows, too. So we're always doing something with you music. Got, you, know, yeah. so. you guys got the thumb on what's going on out there. Yeah, he's our cool. MacGyver. He's, he's, well, he's, he's a mad scientist. He knows his stuff. Robbie's good. Every great band has a MacGyver. One last thing before we get out of here, I want to ask you, any crazy 
rehearsal stories, road stories, anything that's going on. You know, have you had anything wild happen? Like, you know, and you blowing can up or anything like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it could be PG 13. It's cool. <laughs> not, not, not with us. No, how crazy. about old ones? We'll go with an old well, one. Well, I took a break, so they, I'm sure Paul has a few, but it's been pretty smooth. <laughs> They're all sailing. thinking. Well, that's good. It's been pretty smooth sailing. Well, they're not here to defend themselves. So. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll make that on show number two. Well, we have, a, there you go. You know, our very first, you know, technically one of our very first get-togethers was a uh, lake house party up in 4th of July, and it rained. Uh, bad oh, my, for yeah. Did it. Okay, so maybe not so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but we stuck it out, and we ended up playing a little bit, and then the fireworks went off, and everybody, a good time was had by all. Yeah, that's yeah. good, yeah. Rain can really change things up, that's for sure. But Especially when you have especially everything all set up oh, already. My. and yeah. Changes the sound of everything. Storm yeah. comes out of nowhere. We had to roll everything in, yeah. yeah. wrap it in plastic mode. and throw yeah. tarps. And, oh, it's so, crazy, that's for sure. Well, it was Mount Storms where it was. Oh, okay, yeah, you're up in so the high country then. You've got all the, and, you know, even Troubadour at Berkeley Springs, they've got, you know, it's, it's just the way the mountains are shaped. Just, sure. It'll either funnel it or totally miss you or it'll funnel it right into you like a straight shot. Yeah, exactly. And we just have to be the tip of the funnel that day. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And it you a good show. The lake, you'd see it We're like, we oh, better wow. wrap this up real quick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I tell you, it has been great getting to know you guys, finding out more about Amulet. We appreciate all the, you know, shared stories and everything. We wish you the absolute best. Thank you. Folks out there, make sure you reach out to, to Tim. Mm -hmm. Reach out, you know, through Facebook, through you know, whatever email, and, and as you said, um, TikTok, TikTok, yeah. and all those kind of things. If they go to the website, we do have an option where they can actually message. Like, it'll do like an email. It'll actually come to me as a text message. There you go. So I can respond. That there way you go. As well. Reach out to these guys and get them, man. They're, they're they're hot right now, and they're they're tearing up the joint. And we need to make sure we get them out and get them playing as much as they possibly can. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for appreciate having us. You joining us. Definitely appreciate yes. it. It was Thanks great, you, Ryan, man. brother. Appreciate you. I'll see you next week. Yeah, man, I hope so. Yes, I want to make a regular thing out of this. Absolutely. All right, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, folks, so I appreciate you hanging out with us for another episode of the Musician's Cafe. Make sure you stick around next week. We've got uh, Mr. Jim Snedeker coming on with us, so that'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, uh, you guy out there that's driving a black Escalade, Maryland Tags, traveling west on Route 50 from Ocean City, riding in the left lane the whole damn time. You pissed me off. Don't do it anymore. Stay out of the left lane. But until we meet again, everybody, peace. <laughs>